0: Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the book of Psalm. Its emphasis is on the word of God. Uh, In this particular chapter, the author is unknown. Psalm 119 is an acrostic of the Hebrew alphabet, which contains 22 letters. And in this section of Psalm 119 is the Hebrew letter none. Each acrostic is made up of eight verses, each beginning with the letter, the, that letter, excuse me. I would encourage us to, to consider the, the, this chapter of Psalm uh, this way. The overarching meaning of this chapter is the one who meditates on and keeps God's word will find that his way will more and more reflect God's character. Again, the one who meditates on and keeps God's word will find his way will more and more reflect God's character. And specifically for this verse tonight, I encourage us to understand it this way. God's word is truth and sustains the life of the believer. God's word is truth and sustains the life of the believer. Well, just by way of introduction, just want to ask us a couple of questions. As an individual, what, what keeps us sustained? What is keeping you sustained in your life? Where do you go for guidance and wisdom to make decisions? To what do you run for encouragement? What do you listen to to form your opinion about the world around you? Christian, where do you go to find instruction to encourage your own soul and that of your brother and sister in Christ? Let us listen to what the psalmist would say and how we should answer these questions. Your word is a lamp to my feet, and a light unto my path. The first point I want to make to us tonight is that this verse is a proclamation of truth. This verse is a proclamation of truth. And the author has no doubt or hesitation when he writes it. He says, your word, that is God's word, is. Is a lamp. Is a light. And the author at this time would be referring to the Torah, but as time would have went on, that would have included the prophets and the writings. But as in our day and age, at this time, we would understand this word fully revealed in Christ. And Jesus, the incarnate word from John 1.1 and John 1.14. But let us ask ourselves a diagnostic question. Who makes such statements? Who mo- who makes such bold proclaims? Well, not all people make these kinds of statements. Not all believe that this proclamation is true. There's a dynamic that's happening here when you introduce light. There's also darkness. John three would uh, verse nine or excuse, nineteen will give us some insight into this. The light has come into the world, and the people love the darkness rather than the light. If you would continue on, they would fear that their sins would be exposed. So the reality is, and maybe even some in this room tonight, not all would agree with this proclamation. Yet if that's you tonight, and you you find yourself here, And I'm encouraged by that. I'm so glad you are. And if that is you, I would encourage you to to talk to any of our pastors, either a staff member or a lay elder. I think any one of them would be excited to speak with you. So who makes such statements as these? The believer does. Believers are the people who make such statements. It is those who believe and boldly proclaim such statements as truth. It is those who have heard the gospel word like a sheep who have heard the voice of their shepherd. Heard their voice and obeyed. They have heard the word of God and in obedience turned away in repentance from the darkness. They have confessed their sins and received God's forgiveness through the finished work of Christ on the cross and over the grave. They have heard the gospel word and then by the light of God's grace... Understood. It is these people that make that make such statements as this. A natural application goes along as what Pastor Brad pointed out this morning. The Christian life is evidence of their belief. The Christian life is an evidence of their belief. So I would ask you this: How much do you understand? How much do we believe? How do you boldly proclaim this statement with your life? The second point I want to point out this evening is, as a believer, we must understand that God's word is life-sustaining. God's word is life-sustaining. What we find here in verse 105 is a parallelism. When the author says, a lamp to to my feet and a light unto my path. Essentially, the author is saying the same thing, but saying it in a different way. To grow in understanding, to grow in understanding of how we believe and how we live, and if we are living up to what we say we believe, we must ask ourselves another diagnostic question. How is the word of God like a lamp? How is the word of God like a light? But well, we must also ask ourselves another question. What does a light do? What does a lamp do for us? Well, a light in a lamp gives us a, the ability to see in darkness. If you come home like me uh, at 5, 5.30, it's dark already. You have to turn your lights on. Or if you go out at night, you, you must go with a flashlight. Light gives us the ability to see in the darkness. A light and lamp gives us the ability also to see what is around us. Continuing on, the light and lamp also helps us to avoid avoid dangerous pitfalls. So we can understand the meaning of what the author intends in this way, of this parallelism. The word of God is a lamp and a light in that it brings salvation to all those who would believe and have, through repentance and faith. The Word of God is a light and a lamp that it exposes our sins and the sins of others. The Word of God is like a lamp and a light in that it gives us the ability to form a right understanding of the world around us, to form a Christian worldview. The word of God is like a lamp and a light, and it speaks how we are to live. And the word of God is a light and a lamp, and in that it sustains our very lives. So consider how the psalmist writes about the sustaining power of God's word elsewhere in Psalm 119. If we face the questions of how do we keep our way pure, what What does Psalm 119 tell us? Verse 9 would tell us, How can a man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. What do we do when we find ourselves overcome with grief? Well, verse 25 and 28 and 50 would give us insight. Verse 25 says, My soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. Verse 28 says, My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Verse 50, this is my comfort in my affliction, that your promise gives life. What do we do when we are tempted to be pacified by the things of this world? We find that answer in verses 36 and 37. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. If we realize the sustaining ability of God's word, there would be no reason to complain, or even no need of complaint against the situation or the path that we find ourselves. These are just but a few encouraging words from God in Psalm 119. There is a feast awaiting us in God's word to sate any spiritual hunger that we have and to give direction to anything. we are facing. To move a little bit more personally to us here at UBC, to those who are children of God, who are members, do we proclaim this with our lives? Do we proclaim the sustaining power of God's God's word with the way we live? Are there discrepancies in what we say and what we do? Are there inconsistencies in what we believe and how we live? I found this quote by Spurgeon, and to follow along with our pastor, who who quotes him often, after I printed out my sermon this afternoon. This is from his morning and evening, and I'll close with this. There may be a promise in God's word which would exactly fit your case, but you may not know of it. And therefore you miss its comfort. You're like prisoners in a dungeon. And there may be one key in the bunch which which would unlock the door. And you might not be free. Or excuse me, and you might be free. But you will not look for it. You may remain a prisoner still, though liberty is so near at hand. So I think what he's getting that is that the key is there. The answer to the things that we face as believers, as a church, is right there in the sustaining power of God's word. Let us pray together.